0: Dynamic voices for a diverse church. This is Pass the Mic.
1: Greetings and God bless, and welcome to another episode of Pass the Mic. In case you haven't realized already, I am not Tyler Burns because we have kicked him out of the studio and Jamar Tisby once again to bring you another episode of The, the Thickness. Thickness, powered by The Witness, a Black Christian Collective. I am your host, Allie Henney. I am vice president of The Witness Black Christian Collective, and we have a come up with the title yet my title yet for the thickness but i am here with my co-host the illustrious bria perry we are here yes the thickness
0: you stuff.
1: you look in extra the thickness today i oh, have to i have you. to say you know i think
0: it's the storm that's on my shirt if you cannot see me i have my favorite marvel character of all time Aurora Monroe herself yes
1: the the queen Aurora Monroe and
0: if you read the comics and if you Mm -hmm. are recently into the comics she is getting all her shine okay I am living I mean they are just we are we live we live We live. it is we we talked
1: about in our first episode the historic episode yes yes, we were making history but we but we talked about black excellence and I think that that Aurora um, embodies a black embodies like a good type of black excellence, but it's good. I'm glad that people, she is. Split She's for the people. She, she down for the cause. For Always real. down for the real. Cause. For real. But I'm glad that you brought up Aurora because we are going to be talking some Marvel today. So hey. Bria here is as our subject matter expert on all things really like comics related, but also <laughs> but also Marvel. I like comics. I'm into the MCU, but like Bria, you got me you got me beat on this. So last night, first of all, we went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Part we Three. Did or volume three maybe
0: cried through Guardians of the I Galaxy
1: c- I, I cried no spoilers somebody here somebody next to me I was, I was sitting next to Bria <laughs> I, I, I admit like I was crying some, th- there was a part where I was crying some thug tears Like was, I'm yeah, I'm not gonna trackers. lie it was it, I, for, and for a Guardians movie I'm not a big Guardians fan me neither like at all like Peter Quill I've said this like he, Peter Quill is from Missouri it, like that's like that's part of his canon in the MCU I mm. am also from Missouri and Peter Quill kind of Star-Lord that energy kind of reminds me of a lot of, of the who, dudes that yep. I grew up with, mm, a lot of the dudes I that I did ministry with in, in white church. Oh, ministry people. Yeah. So Peter Quill kind of
0: triggers me a little bit. Yeah. But Guardians Three was was great. Incredible. Was- what was that line? It's not is it it's is. no it's the hand yeah. there are the hands that make us mm-hmm. and then there are the hands that guide the hands oh my ooh, I, I felt that in my spirit That don't minister i got ooh. i'm quick i felt that it how in my you spirit. want may we maybe decontextualize it a, a little, little bit if we maybe it's didn't fine. quote it but it's
1: but i feel i felt that that min- that minister i mean i felt it quicken like, like that minister that minister to me <laughs> but after we were watching guardians that it brought up a conversation that we were having about the MCU and about the movie that is my least favorite movie <laughs> of the MCU and i personally think that it's the worst some people think that that goes to thor 2 i personally think that this movie is the worst it's it down, is man. none other than captain marvel i am sorry i cannot stand that movie. Yeah. And the reason why I can't stand that movie is because it is peak white feminism. Mm-hmm. And I feel like ha- Carol Danvers should have been a black woman. So we, we have the we hashtag have the com- it hashtag Carol Danvers should have been a black start, woman. start a campaign, have them retcon that joint. But anyway, Bria, <laughs> we, we had, we had some strong feelings about this. So, we do. We yeah. do.
0: And the thing about Carol Danvers for me is and in, in the same way that Wonder Woman in the on the DC side represents, I mean, literally historically is meant to represent like the quintessential character of white feminism. I feel like Carol Danvers kind of fulfills that role in a way that like, not to discount the oppression of women and white women specifically, but there is an aspect of not having to contend with the, ways in which white feminism is weaponized against people of color. hmm And that's been the case in the comics. We okay. see that in the movies a little bit. But yeah, no, the comics was really heavy on that just blindness of um what white women were complaining about in that in that era. And the we were talking about this at lunch the other day. The historically when we talk about white feminism, uh, a lot of times what is conveniently left out of the narrative is that a lot of the things that white women were fighting for depended on the oppression of black people, mm-hmm. specifically black women, mm-hmm. to uphold. Okay. And people like to conveniently just leave that out of the narrative.
1: So, so let's give Carol some Danvers. examples of that. Because, you know, this, our, our audience, some of this might be might be new for them. So mm-hmm. whenever we say that um, Carol Danvers, this is specifically like 2nd wave feminism we i guess are in third wave feminism now i don't know which way or which we 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 we, we wave in we we the star spangled banner waving we we ride in the wave it's the crimson wave whatever we swag surfing whatever whatever it is um but here we but here we are but 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 unpack what what that means
0: I think this is part, this is particularly in the second wave of feminism. I think when both Wonder Woman and Carol Danvers kind of came up and started becoming popular. Um, But I think that when you talk about that wave of feminism and, and white and women, I think specifically white women fighting for like, Oh, we want to be able to work. We want to (laughs) be able to not stay at home and take care of the kids. We don't want to be housewives. We don't want to. And then you think about, well, who's going to take care of the kids and clean up the it's black women mm-hmm. it's black women that you don't want to do the the domestic labor because you want to outsource it to black women who then can't go home and take care of their own kids exactly. and be with their own family and exactly. do the domestic work of their house and yes we can talk about the, the patriarchal dimensions of domestic labor and the capitalistic dimensions of domestic labor and how um, that labor is unpaid mm-hmm. and um, underappreciated undervalued and all those different things but when we talk about these rights and these things that again carol danvers and 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 wonder woman were meant to embody in the comics they were like that that is conveniently left out of the narrative yes yes and i want to add to that too this the second wave and i guess really is even
1: part of our current wave of feminism white women wanted they felt like that being at home was being oppressed, and I'm not. Mm. And I'm not saying that it wasn't Come oppressive. On. Yeah, I'm not saying that white men didn't oppress white women by having by by, by chaining them to the stove, by mm-hmm. having them barefoot and pregnant and in the kitchen. The whole make me a sandwich, all that stuff. Like, I am not saying that that wasn't oppressive because it really was. But black women have been working out of the home mm-hmm. since when? Since enslavement, enslavement. Since enslavement, mm-hmm. while they were at home, while they was, and and then the other thing is, because I'm saying race, but I also have to say class too, Come on. because working Class-ing. class white women were doing what? Working. working. They, they were. They <laughs> were. They were working. So the second wave of feminism largely it, it benefited women who were middle class who were able to get education and that's and that's a huge thing. They were able to get this integrated education alongside men. Mm-hmm. They were able to get degrees, they were able to do this type of stuff. And so then their so then their feminism and stuff was like, "Oh yes, we want to do that." And in some ways, it was about gaining parity with men. Yes. And I'm not, mm-hmm. and I'm being careful with my language here cuz it's not that women there's a there's a lie about feminism that like f- that women want to be men. Right. Cisgender women yeah let's strike that are down not, now w- cisgender women are not out here trying to take the place of oh, m- of men and I mean That's for right. that matter trans masculine people are not trying to take the place of, of cisgender cis- men but anyway exactly. let's just get that let's just get that out of the way but it's not that we're trying to take the place of men it's that we are actually out here like trying to exist trying to make money trying to take use our, our education souls, yeah. trying to try to take care of our family Family not trying to men. depend on men to have a livelihood exactly like we're trying we are trying to use our intelligences and all this other type of all this other type of stuff mm-hmm. so then that brings us then to Captain Marvel yes which is set in 1994 before you were born Bria only um, four years before sorry. four years before you were born <laughs> I was yes. nine years old I remember the world of so I was actually geek for Captain Marvel because it was like oh this is set in the 90s okay like, <laughs> like the soundtrack. Is about, the soundtrack is about to be hitting like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it and it was whatever. So yes. for that scene where they was do where they was fighting, where she was where she was um fighting old girl, and then they was playing Come As You Are by Nirvana. Love that part. But anyway, so it's set in nineteen ninety four. Carol Danvers is she she wants to be a pilot. Yes. But she can't be a pilot. Because she's a woman, so all so they could they she's can she's emotional. She is she and all this other types of you. Yes. So she so basically she's wanting to be Maverick from Top Gun, but uh-huh. they, but but she can't be Maverick <laughs> we talking from about, Top about Gun. that too, Yeah, we were talking about that movie too. She <laughs> wa- she wanted to be Maverick from Top Gun, but she couldn't be Maverick from Top Gun because the, what was it? The Army, the Navy, whatever it was. it wasn't uh, it, wa- it wasn't, a, it wasn't no, the Air Force. It wasn't no, Air it Force. Wasn't, it's not it's not the Air Force. It's a, diff- it's a different branch, and I can't remember um, which One which branch else. it is right now. Um, it might have been air force but but i'm just i'm, I'm an air force brat yeah. and then there are other things there are other branches of the military that fly that fly planes it's not just the air force
0: oh yeah um, i wouldn't know that yes yeah. <laughs> well, the things the things you know the, the so anyway you know. the
1: more the more you the more you know so homegirl wants to be maverick the female version of maverick mm-hmm. but they're not letting her be maverick from top gun so you know she can fly the planes she can learn all about the planes but she can't like actually have the full the, f- the full benefit of the thing mm-hmm. and so then some other junk happens and so then she ends up on another planet she don't remember who she is mm-hmm. she got all these powers there's 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 all this thing so it's so that's that's the setting of it mm-hmm. and so then the whole thing is a so then the whole movie kind of the the, the white feminism is the white feminism for me then comes in is look at her isn't she so oppressed because she wants to fly the planes with the boys she's just as good as the boys mm-hmm. and then she's trapped on this planet with all these powers that she doesn't even realize how deep her powers go mm. and so then and so, so then she has to go on this journey of self-discovery but notice in my description who I'm leaving
0: out, Bria? Who am I leaving out of this story? Maria Rambo, okay, okay, so tell us about Maria Rambo, so uh, her and uh Carol were in the same branch. They were best the friends. Same branch. Best and friends. dealing with the exact same people, the exact same men, the, the exact, exact same, same situation, mm-hmm. except the only the only thing that was different between them was that Maria Rambo was black. OK. Dealing with the exact same oppression,
1: the same oppression, the let's, self-same. Let's oppression. get
0: into that. So why do you think why do you think that both of them were were in the same situation, but they focused on Carol Danvers oppression?
1: You know what it is, Bria. Racism. Racism. <laughs> and why else? white supremacy supremacy. so we're out here with white supremacy Mm -hmm. homegirl our girl maria is dealing with the self-same oppression that old carol is but it's like it's not it's no thing and so that brings me to here's here's my thing captain marvel should have been a great movie it had would, all of the all the chops in there to be it, great it had it had it had everything to be a great movie but it fell short and I think that it fell short because they did because the casting was wrong and a lot of people like oh the casting was wrong because oh Brie Larson you know she did she was flat blah 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 that isn't
0: it no this she is was my, meant to be like that, she, was, that, was, the that was that was
1: part of the character right but Carol D- Danvers here's my thing Carol Danvers should have been a black woman explain well you know what i'm gonna say more after the break (laughs) Hey, family, this is Tyler Burns, host of Pass the Mic, and I am so grateful to each one of you for listening and supporting the work that we do here at The Witness and on this podcast. And I want to encourage you, if you have been blessed by anything we have said, if you have been encouraged, if you've shared the episode, thank you. But you can take your support a step further and you can support us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Pass the Mic for just $1 an episode. That's it. So that's like $4 a month. That's one cup of coffee per month. That super easy, super simple, and you can keep this work going. We're 10 years in, and we want to do another 10, and we need your help. Patreon.com slash pass the mic. We appreciate those of you who are patrons, and we appreciate those of you who are going to support. And we're back. With this episode of Pass the Mic, powered by The Thickness, a black, black chri- woman Ooh. Christian collective. collective okay, so we hear The Thickness is out here. And I just, I dropped this thing where I said that Carol Danvers should have been a black woman. And that's, that is, that is there are not, I mean, outside of like, you know, human dignity issues and that type of stuff, there are not many hills that I'm willing to die on but this is one of those hills that I'm willing to die on. And it's (laughs) that Carol Danvers should have been a black woman. And the reason why I think that Carol Danvers should have been a black woman is for some of the reasons that you brought up earlier, Bria, that the oppression that her, that that Carol Danvers and Maria Rambeau experienced, like everything that Carol Danvers as a white woman was doing, Maria Rambeau was doing as a black woman, also having to, implicitly navigate. and how and navigate mm-hmm. racism mm-hmm. and so the movie just like completely erases that it makes it all about their femininity. It makes it all about them being women, right. and the fact that that Maria is a black woman. Like she's there. She kind of, maybe, kind of, somewhat is like the sassy black friend, but they don't make her overly sassy. But she's just she's the sidekick yeah. trope more, like the black yeah. sidekick trope that sort of helps the white character self actualize. Yes, and so there's there's a complete erasure of my, of maria rambo's blackness in that honestly other yes, than the fact absolutely. that she is inhabiting a black body we we see all we have all these little moments and all these flashbacks to carol as a little girl being told that she can't do things because she's a girl and all this mm-hmm. other type of stuff which again that's that's valid i feel that i'm not denigrating that at all but i just think that the oppression that she experienced the whole thing I, i'm just against the whole trope of white women the powers, the Dorothy thing from, like, the Wizard of Oz, where it's like, Dorothy had the power all along on her feet to click her little heels three times so she had to go through this whole journey she had to put the 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 lion and the tin man and the scarecrow through all that nonsense to go see the wizard and the wizard wasn't even real mm-hmm. she went through all of that <laughs> and then glinda the good witch and i'm talking about like the white wizard of oz not the wiz because not the wiz. Because not, not the wiz we the, wiz, the wiz is fine i'm talking about the white wizard of oz um so she they went through all that for glinda the good witch to be like well you could just click your heels three times and go and go home and so then the whole thing with with carol danvers is like oh she has like all of this like the most powerful character Mm -hmm. in the mcu today she has all this power she has no idea that she has it and then all of a sudden she finds it within herself and she's able to like kick booty and, and it's like okay cool but i'm still sitting here but like but but maria is, right there? is there
0: is there how so how does that make you feel whenever I'm like Carol should have been a black woman so first of all I think about Monica Rambeau mm-hmm. and I think that there's so who's mom. just for people who maybe don't don't remember who's mom. yes yeah, so Monica Rambeau also was actually she was Captain Marvel before Carol Danvers was Captain Marvel in the <sighs> comics and so Captain Marvel like a lot of the um marvel and dc and whoever um characters and monikers is a moniker it's not necessarily it it doesn't necessarily belong to one person Mm -hmm. normally you get used to like captain america is Steve rogers tony Mm -hmm. stark is iron man uh peter parker is spider-man but we also have we've seen a a bunch of a million different spider-men um and spider women spider people um so just like those characters captain marvel is a moniker so they've had so um I might have to pull up the the profile to make sure I'm getting this right. Uh, But but Monica Rambeau was the first before Captain before Carol Danvers to take on the Captain Marvel moniker in the comics. In the comics, in the comics, right? But in Um, the MCU, she's yeah. So in the MCU, she's not even known as Captain Marvel. I don't even think they've given her a specific uh, moniker yet. I am predicting that she's going to be Photon in the Marvel's movie that's coming up. Oh, I thought that she already was Photon, but you're probably right. Yeah, no, yeah. they had and not in the MCU. They hadn't yeah. given her that name yet. But she is kind of embodying those characteristics. If you saw WandaVision, that's where she was uh, introduced. That's where she gained her powers. The- she was Maria's daughter. Yes. And, yeah, so she, she is, is yeah. Maria's and daughter. And you see her in Captain Marvel as a kid, right? That, yes, yes, that was, that was her hard. as a kid. And then we see her as an adult for the first time. In, yes, she was okay. introduced in Captain Marvel. And then we see her as an adult for the first time in WandaVision, in WandaVision and powered. You know, she goes through the electromagnetic uh, dome that Wanda had over Westview. And she yes. goes through that and she gains all of the powers of the electromagnetic magnetic spectrum so she can turn into any point any uh, of the waves I guess on the electromagnetic spectrum one of the coolest power sets I think it really is um, it's really cool. I've ever seen she, she's
1: really powerful
0: yeah and so she is the first she uh, her first appearance in the comics is in actually in a spider-man comic where she like I mean she basically overpowers spider-man in his own book Um <laughs> the, the entire thing is about her her story and her background in I want to say she was in the Air Force in in that one as well um, and then she had a a accident on the ship. No, so that wasn't the Air Force. I can't remember which branch she was in because I don't think it was the Air Force. If it was a ship, it was probably the Navy. The Navy, probably. I mean, we, we don't do the military <laughs> industrial complex. <laughs> we don't. See, this is why so I like, what I don't know. It's doing, like what, like I'm the branch? Like, she was down the with the military Guard. industrial complex. Yeah, Um it might have been the Coast Guard, but yeah. So she uh, has an accident on the ship. Something blows up. And instead of, you know, dying as a normal person would, she gains those same powers of the electromagnetic spectrum. She goes on like a team up with Spider-Man, basically overshadows him in his own comic. It's wonderful. And then... Um, she is given she's just given the, the moniker Captain Marvel by the Avengers she leads the Avengers team is a whole thing she's that's like she has like a 50 year history wow. before maybe even longer um, of being under the moniker of Captain Marvel mm-hmm. before Carol Danvers isn't even steps on the scene so when Carol Danvers becomes um, a superpower individual she's going under the, the moniker Miss Marvel oh yeah that's right um, mm-hmm. and so I'd have to look back at the history because I don't read as much as, as many of her comics I read like all yeah. of Avengers comics that Monica Like was she in. shows up a lot in like the Avengers and yeah. stuff yeah. as Ms. Marvel. Yeah. So all of that to say in the comics Monica Rambeau was the first Captain Marvel and then you know the monikers kind of switch depending on context mm-hmm. and you know character experiences and some people get depowered and then decide you know after they've had this life changing experience to go by another name or to go by just their own name as Monica was doing for a while um, in the comics. But so I think about her when you say that Captain Marvel should have been a or Carol Danvers have been a black woman not because i don't think you're right because i do think i do think that mm-hmm. you're making solid points but just to say that um there is a a captain marvel figure yes. moniker yes moniker who i think is infinitely cooler than carol danvers in like every every way possible um yes. but it would have been in the mcu would have been amazing to see two black women yes. in that same power spectrum, yes. interacting, and so I th- yeah, and I think
1: that that's that that for me that's why you know I get that like, Carol Danvers is typically a white blonde blonde haired white woman. She's typically Miss Marvel, like mm-hmm. all that. But for me, like the story itself, that the story you know that Would they were telling so Captain impactful. Marvel, yeah. it just it to me it didn't it. I actually was insulted by by we not Miss Marvel. Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel by that by that movie. I was actually insulted by that movie because it just sort of felt like, wow. So you have again Maria Rambo. She just she just out here chilling. She just out here experiencing racism. She she out here mm-hmm. chilling. That of course they don't explore in the movie. That, that, that they don't explore in the movie. But we're gonna elevate. And again, like, we're gonna elevate a white woman. We're gonna elevate a white woman's struggle. And I'm not saying that white women's struggles don't need to be elevated. But like these stories have been told before. So how interesting would it have been to acknowledge knowing the history of the comics, knowing whatever? And I know that they want to say, but how interesting would it have been for the sake of storytelling to say, we're gonna race bend Carol Danvers? Mm. Because this is the this is no. the story we want to tell. Mm-hmm. So we're
0: gonna so we're gonna race, race bend. bend her. Now see I have a question about that for you. How do you feel in general about the concept of Race bending. And so when you're talking about, you know, comic book movies, you have race bending, but then you also have legacy characters who are just mm-hmm. taking on like we were talking about mm-hmm. the moniker like Miles Morales is, is not a race bent. Spider Man. Right. He's a different Spider Man for Brooklyn under right. the name Spider Man, but he's still like he's Spider Man yeah. of Brooklyn, and and they're both Spider Men in their different um contexts. Mm-hmm. They come together. They're both Spider Man in when they come together and things mm-hmm. like that. So that's like legacy characters. But how do you feel about the concept of race bending in in general, but also in specifically in comic book movies?
1: So ultimate. So in movies or wherever okay because I because I have because my answers here are contextual so in general I would say that I would prefer to see black brown you know cutie pock like those those types of characters just brand new characters right Mm -hmm. like let's just make brand new characters let's make brand new properties like even if you want to have somebody who's again like you know using the moniker of spider-man or using the moniker of iron man or captain america even though I I would love to just see brand new heroes created that that aren't attached to anything but I but I get the marketing aspect of it. Mm. So I would say first line should always be let's just create brand new, new things brand yes. brand new characters let's tell brand new stories that were meant for us from that the were, beginning that were meant for us from the beginning not yes. saying like okay well we're gonna take this thing that already exists like I think that that, that that is a thing then there's then there's a second line of like what and what frequently happens in comics is the the name recognition aspect of mm. I think that there's something valid to being able to see a character that is like you being so like being able to see so captain america um for the longest time was my favorite superhero i love like i love captain america Steve Rogers. um th- and this was like this was before batman captain be. this was before the mcu came out or anything like people would be like oh you know what's your favorite su- superhero that was back you know batman superman like that was back whenever dc was king everybody was whatever mm. and then you know the spider movies came out I'd be like oh yeah you know everybody would be like oh yeah spider-man and i always say captain america and people would be like who
0: Wow, and I'm like, and like, he wasn't even known. Like, like he wasn't he wasn't then? even known. That's like, crazy. you know, he
1: wasn't even known like that. So, see, yeah, and so I'd be like, Captain America, people be like, what? Like, she what is this? What is. She what, 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 is. what what does he do? And then it's like, okay, yeah. he's like, like, he's a guy. He had the super serum. He would like, he, he fought Hitler. He punched Hitler out. He had a he had a shield. Like, whatever. Because people didn't know, but now people know. And so the the idea, I think of myself like as as like a kid, you know, in the '90s, where it would have been really cool to see a black woman be Captain, Captain America. America like mm. i think that 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 would have that that would have been really cool to have that so i think that there's the the um that there is veracity viability whatever the word is there that there's something good about having characters that we that that we're comfortable with that we know that we love being race bent so people can see themselves I mean t- taking this out of comic books I think that it's cool that they race bent the little mermaid oh, um, yeah. I mm-hmm. think that that I mm-hmm. think that that's that that's cool that they did that um, and and that they race bent the little mermaid and I think that they've made some updates I've been I've, I'm not sure if I've wanted my kids my kids yeah, are
0: Skeptical. My kids are not
1: allowed <laughs> to watch the Little Mermaid movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they they know about Ariel. Um, Ariel was my oldest uh, favorite Disney like princess for a while because there was an episode of Sophia the First that that was like a two part episode. <gasps> I love that show that that I love that show. But the, but she but Ariel comes in and she has this really good story arc. Yes. I do not like some of the themes of the original Little. Even though I grew up on on it, I mm. loved it as a kid. I just don't like some of the how today for me as a parent some of the themes of the original Little Mermaid I don't like. Yeah. I've heard that they're making some updates, that they've made some updates about about consent, about just you know her giving up her voice for a man. For a man. Yeah, uh, yeah. For, yep. for 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 a man. But anyway,
0: um And a medium. Me uh, me, me, a let's white man. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Prince Prince Eric Prince was just Eric. like he ain't that special about He was man. a sailor and couldn't even stay on his ship. <laughs>
1: And he he fall he followed up it he fallen up into the ocean. I think he was even like some sort of like maybe not a captain, but he was but he was something. Can even stay up on the something ship in like a, that. up in a storm. But anyway, so anyway, so like I but I think that the idea of little black girls being able to see a full fledged Disney princess that has this story that has this legacy that has this history, yeah, that story being black, love that. Yeah. Now whenever we talk about comic book movies again in in general i like the idea of having new of having new characters or using characters but the thing where we start talking about comic book movies and we start talking about like even the mcu in particular is that their whole aim is to bring forth characters especially like whenever you start talking about like the first you know like maybe four phases of that were, were, were properties that people were familiar with were heroes that people even like I say like people you know didn't really know who Captain America was mm-hmm. but they but a lot of people knew what the Avengers were mm-hmm. and or had some sort of concept of like oh okay there's spider you know like like DC has the justice justice league and like whatever and so I think that the idea um, of having these characters that are well known and so then you're creating a movie and so you're creating a movie and stuff around it. And so you, it's going to be this blockbuster thing. It's going to be whatever. I think that there's something to actually having, um, having a character that's well known, race bending that character mm-hmm. to tell the story in a different way, yeah, to tell a familiar, a to, to put it, putting them, in, putting them in a different context. So mm-hmm. I think that that's why so I, I don't think that every single character needs to be race bent, but I think that for Carol Danvers, I, I think I saw, I think I see a utility in bending her race because other, because I feel like that her, her as a white woman, it just for the story, if they had decided to tell a different story, I probably wouldn't be saying this, but for this particular story that they decided to tell, I was just sort of like, I feel like that 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 in the cult in the era that we're in that hits better as a black woman. Yeah, or I'll even say that would that it would she would have hit better as a Korean woman. Oh yeah, or she would have oh, like yeah. like as a Korean American woman, yeah. or she would have hit better as an indigenous woman. She like like Absolutely. just I mean I'm black so like that's where that's where I'm gonna default. But I just I just wonder if she would have done better as. A woman of color. Yeah, I think that or that the story would have made would have made because I guess that the story to me just didn't make any sense because it was I mean just because the movie was bad but also because <laughs> it was just like it, it but it was also just sort of like I just kept on thinking about Maria Rambo like Maria Rambo sitting right here why wasn't she the one that went through all this transformation and got and got all this power but
0: anyway and you know what's interesting because I see exactly where you're coming from and now that in the MCU we have the multiverse if you've seen. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, which was eh, to me, but when there was a, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who um was well, actually, this is gonna be a spoiler, so it's a spoiler. If you, but you know, if spoiler. you haven't seen it, it's been like a year. It's you, it's it's, it's been it's, been it's on months. Disney Plus. Like, please. like just, just put Cut put it on pause, episode. watch the right.
1: movie, come back,
0: go watch the movie, and come back. But um. Yeah, so in that movie, you have um, the uh, the Illuminati show up, which is a a different kind of like secret, almost not secret like the real Illuminati. Movie. Yeah, no, not the, the, com, not the, the comic the, book like, Illumi- like, like not Beyonce <laughs> and it, no, because <laughs> apparently people still believe yeah. you know whatever. We won't get into that. That's a whole nother episode. Uh, but the Illuminati is a is a secret kind of group made up of Doctor Strange, Black Black Bolt, Black Panther in the comics. Um, Black Panther, a few other people I can't remember, but they show up in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and the Captain Marvel character of that world was Captain Maria, America Cap, no, oh, Captain oh, Marvel. Oh 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 Yeah, it was Maria uh, yes. Rambeau. Yes, that's right. And yeah. so I think I was thinking that,
1: about uh old girl showing up. She'll just a shield. Oh or uh American Jones. Owners? No, no, the chick, the chick, the British chick. Oh, the British oh, chick. Oh, oh. Yeah, her, her, steve's Boothang.
0: Yes, I forgot her name. Hey, Agent Carter. Agent Carter. <laughs> Peggy Carter. Peggy, Peggy Carter. Carter. Thank Woo. you. wow. That was, <laughs> I
1: could not get <laughs> We were sitting there like, what?
0: I'm like, I'm like Steve's Boothang. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one woman, yeah. Um, yeah, but so she she is the Captain Marvel of that universe, and so I think that there is an there is a great opportunity that the MCU Kevin Feige, if you're listening, take this into the into consideration that even though we know what happens with you know at the end of the movie, well not even at the end, not even five minutes into that little fight, and Wanda just. Goes off on all of them and they're not alive anymore. But in another, you know, universe and another multiverse and another mm-hmm. timeline dimension, however you want to spin it, there is an opportunity to to really like explore what that Captain Marvel context story would have looked like for a black woman, specifically mm-hmm. Maria Rambeau. If you wanted to, you know, take seriously that these stories would be so much more impactful with that intersectional analysis. Ooh, it ooh. She said intersectional. Kimberly Crenshaw, if you're listening. Yeah, come on. Come come, come through. (laughs) I
1: hope I made you proud. Come through, girl. Come through. Come through. Have a conversation with us. Have a conversation with us at The Thickness. Well, (laughs) Bria, as always. As it's always, been a pleasure. It's a pleasure talking with you. We just yes. we we just out here. This we will how, definitely talk more off camera about this. because yes. this is what we do. So what you <laughs> what, what you're getting, what you've gotten with the thickness, y'all. This is how Bria Bri and I are just like this. Yes, like, our staff together. meetings. It's like half the meeting. Yeah, we're, we're like,
0: we're like <laughs> yeah, whatever. But anyway,
1: so you get you get a little bit of insight into the thickness. And if you enjoyed the thickness, at us on Twitter.
0: Yes, at Bria underscore Michelle, follow at your own risk, as uh, Pastor Burns likes to say, or on Instagram at underscore Bria underscore Michelle, B-R-E-A underscore M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, follow at your own risk, don't come in my DMs because I probably won't answer, but... Oh hey, yes. Well, you know, Please. you can and you can
1: follow me on Twitter at the on Twitter at thearmchaircom, which is short for the armchair commentary, which is my personal blog that I don't post to enough. And then also <laughs> you can you can follow me on Facebook. It's just my name, Allie Henney, and on Twitter, or excuse me, and on Instagram as Allie Henney, mm-hmm. on TikTok as Allie. the Allie Henney. Um, you can add e. the the Allie Henney. Allie. Um, you can add the witness bcc on twitter you can add uh burns clan i don't know what his name is you, t- you can find tyler tyler tells y'all burns clan whatever yeah, it is y'all should, Jamal, j- y'all should know by now y'all should know by now pass the mic but tell people that you enjoyed the thickness if you did if you didn't don't don't come at us if you mad but anyway <laughs> we don't want <laughs> to hear that to yourself. you keep that keep, you can keep that to yourself <laughs> uh, but anyway it's been a pleasure it's been wonderful thank you for listening peace